This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Have you checked out our e-store on somebodycares.org? You can find Doug's books, including Leadership Awakening and In Search of a Father's Blessing. There's bundle packages for teaching series and disaster relief manuals. Our Desire to Win t-shirts are still available. All of this can be found on somebodycares.org backslash store. Be sure to head there after today's episode. Now let's listen in as Doug shares. Our nation is experiencing a nearly unprecedented time of challenge and change. Social distancing and other restrictions posed by COVID-19 have resulted in shuttered businesses, loss of income, emotional isolation and stress and perplexity, and much, much more. We see an increase of tension and social unrest that surrounds us. I'm reminded of something I wrote back in 2004 when I called it the battle for the moral soul of America. I said, our nation is at a crossroads, a turning point in history. We are in a battle for the moral soul of America, and it's a battle to destroy the very foundation on which we were built. And I said, you cannot build on a cracked foundation, and what is already standing will inevitably fall apart. You see, we can try in our human efforts. In fact, the other day, I was reminded of the centrality of the cross and the centrality of the tree of life in the middle of the Garden of Eden. You see, the deception happened when Adam and Eve no longer fixed their eyes on the zoe or the tree of life in the center of the garden, but were being distracted by the tree of good and evil. It later became the center of their focus. And as I was pondering that and thinking about the ills of our society and what's happening around the world from natural and human crisis to pandemics to social unrest, that we cannot fix the broken foundations or the broken cisterns through our mere human efforts or institutions. In March of 2010, 10 years ago, I wrote, the whole earth groans with birth pangs. And I talked about the three things the Heavenly Father wants to give us when everything around us is shaking. The whole earth is groaning with birth pangs. That's natural increase of disasters and crisis and plagues around the world. We see the nations are raging. There's political unrest, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And we see also that everything that can be shaken would be shaken. So this is no surprise to God. And he gives us a biblical mandate as Christians and how we can maneuver through these difficult times when everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And then in April of 2010, I wrote an article called Prophetic Perspective for Our Times. God is calling a prophetic people to arise and rebuild our falling or failing foundations. In fact, I wrote, we live in a time of shaking all over the world in both the natural and spiritual realms. But we as a people of God do not need to fear. In the midst of the shakings, God wants his people to have perspective peace, and purpose. You see, God wants us to be a people of vision and a people with prophetic understanding and insight for the days in which we live. Prophetic understanding of what he is doing around us in the midst of 
all the seeming chaos and a prophetic wisdom to know how to lead others to be a part of the unshakable foundation of Christ as well. Over these last few weeks, I've been talking about and sharing in various contexts of the importance of refocusing on the centrality of the cross. You see, it's through the cross, through the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection, that we become one new man. There's neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female, and the inference is that we bring down every dividing wall and we become the corporate one new man. We're the body of Christ together. Acts 17 says that we are one blood. You see, when we've been separated from God, the work of the cross brings us to that place of equalizing us in the presence of a holy God. And while we deserve punishment and sin, we receive forgiveness of our sins through the payment that Jesus himself provided. While we deserved our sin, dying in our sin, Jesus gave his life for us. While we are in our sin, he gave his life for us. You see, there's something about the high cost of love on the work of the cross, on the place of Calvary, that Jesus expressed, exemplified what true love is, is to give himself for us when we did not deserve it. And because of that, we can put down our dividing walls, equalize in the presence of a holy God, and in that place, we become one blood and the corporate one new man. We who become new creatures in Christ now have a ministry of reconciliation. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 21, that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation because we are new creatures in Christ. And so that God can give us his commission to be ambassadors for Christ. You and I have been given such a great privilege to be ambassadors for Christ and to carry out the ministry of reconciliation. The world needs godly, courageous, and committed leaders. As Doug Stringer often reminds us, our desire to win must be greater than our moments of challenge. When you listen, subscribe, and share a Word in Season podcast, you are promoting words of encouragement and hope in a world that's plagued by negativity and despair. Thank you for being that shining light. You see, the world will never have an answer. In fact, it says in Luke chapter 21 that when there will be wars and rumors of wars and increased pestilence and plagues and all kinds of shakings and kingdoms against kingdoms, and it says nation against nation, that word is ethnos. That's race against race. That's ethnicity against ethnicity. There would be a worldly increase of all these things, it says, in the end of the age. But Jesus says in verse 13 of Luke 21, it shall be an occasion for your testimony. Because you see, while the world is looking for answers, their tree of good and evil, we focus on the tree of life, the Zoe of God, the divine life of God. And together by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, then we are able then to bring hope in the midst of all the confusion and chaos and pain and trauma that goes on around us. In fact, in Micah chapter four, it says in the latter days, all people would be welcome at the mountain of the Lord. And the inference for us as Christians that all people should be welcome to the church. That means crossing our racial, denominational, generational lines. It says, in fact, we've put aside our weapons of warfare against each other, exchanging them for harvesting tools together. And from that, the outcasts, the lame, and the sick would become a strong nation. You see, as we fix on the tree of life, the Zoe of God, the divine presence of God, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, then we who come through the 
place of the cross together, the centrality of the cross together can bring healing in the midst of a world of turmoil. It will never be fixed by the institutions of men. It will never be lasting reform or change without us coming back to our focus, especially as Christians, to the centrality of the cross, become the corporate one new man, recognizing we're one blood together, that we've been given a great privilege of being an ambassador for Christ and a mandate to be the ministers of reconciliation. The world is looking for answers, and I believe the answer is still in the church and through the church when Jesus is the Lord of his church. Does that mean we don't have differences? No, we will always have our personal preferences and differences, but we must stop to reason and understand the centrality of the cross. All of us were separated from God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 that I shared earlier that we were reconciled to God so that we can become those ambassadors for Christ. And together, we're given the ministry of reconciliation. That's why in the midst of our differences, we have to come to the cross together, the centrality of the cross, recognizing we would never be family without the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection. And only at the cross can the world find access to the same place of liberty and freedom allotted to each and every one of us who call upon the name of the Lord. A few weeks ago, I was asked to join a group of pastors from various denominations, ethnic backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, and they were gathering at the City Hall in Houston, Texas for a time of prayer to address the ills and unrest that was happening and is happening in our nation. And more specifically, I was asked if I would help close in prayer and prepare us for communion. I realize in the middle of all that's going on, isn't communion symbolic of what we need as the body of Christ? True fellowship, it's the peace offering, it's the fellowship offering that we need one another. As Christians, we are called to cross our racial, denominational, and generational lines to set a plumb line, not just of righteousness and justice, but with healing and hope. The world's institutions are broken. There's broken cisterns everywhere. And there will never be lasting change or reformation without an inward working of God in our hearts to deal with the iniquities and corruptions of the heart. And it takes the church to lead the way. You see, as you know, my mother was Japanese. I was born in Japan. I'm proud of my Japanese heritage. I'm proud of my Asian cultural background as an American of Asian descent. But when I gave my life to the Lord... I placed my faith in the work of the cross and the Lord Jesus Christ and became part of something bigger or greater than myself. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 50, for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. In other words, the body of Christ, the beauty of the body of Christ, we are family and we are a reflection of the kingdom of God. Yes, we have real challenges and broken cisterns and things that need to be addressed in the body of Christ if we're going to heal the soul of a nation. We need to be sensitive to one another and not just blast our thoughts and emotions and feelings on social media. We cannot paint one another with a broad brush or stroke, but instead at the centrality of the cross, being one new man, one blood together, ambassadors for Christ, ministers of reconciliation, we can bring hope to the culture in which we live. At the cross, we are no longer separated, but together. Black, brown, white, all shades of color. And as I shared earlier, Acts 17, 28, and he has made from one blood 
every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they may grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring, Acts 17, 28. You see, we are all one blood in Christ, and even more so through the work of the cross of power of the resurrection. Jesus, while I was in my sin, gave his life for me and brought me to this amazing family called the church, the body of Christ, that may not even look like me or have the same pigmentation or the cultural background that I have, but we are one family in one blood with many gifts, many parts, but one body, one family with one blood. If we look through that prism first and come into the presence of a holy God, then all the things that seem to separate us begin to dissipate. You see, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11 gives us a beautiful picture of the priest. When they came out from the holy place, from the presence of God, they came out without division. When we make Jesus the centrality of our focus, coming into the presence of a holy God in worship and adoration, the things that bring us together are far more important than the things that separate us. In that place, we equalize in the presence of a holy God, regardless of our history, regardless of our backgrounds, regardless of where we've come from. We come out not according to our divisions, but with one voice and one sound, and then the glory of God comes. As I shared earlier, in the midst of all the noise and all that's happening in our world today, There are some who would try to hijack the real narratives or underlying narratives. You see, those who tell the story define the narrative and create the history. You see, each and every one of us have a story to tell. What is that story? We've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The world is desperately looking for answers. They will not find the answers in broken cisterns or systems. They will only find it in the work of the cross, the power of the resurrection, reflected through one new man, ambassadors for Christ, ministers of reconciliation, crossing our barriers, bringing down dividing walls, and recognizing that as we come to the place of the cross together, the centrality of the cross, the high cost of love presented by Jesus on the cross of Calvary, it's in that place that the world will see that the church is one. Because we look to the one, Jesus, who makes us the corporate one new man, who brings us to a family called one blood, the body of Christ, and becoming those ministers of reconciliation that God has empowered us to be. The world needs answers. The kingdom of God is in you and in me. And together, let the world see that Jesus Christ is Lord. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, Ephesians 2, 14-16. We are that one new man, Neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female, we will pull down those dividing walls and corporately together come together as a coat of many colors for a world looking for answers. 
What story are we, the church, telling? Are we going to let the world hijack the narrative? Or will we, the church, define the narrative and create the history? Will we tell the story that we've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and that we are that new creature in Christ, that we are that one new man, that we are one blood from many nations, and that we are representing Christ as ministers of reconciliation, as ambassadors for Christ? Our nation, the nations need healing. Let us begin by praying, Lord, if there's iniquity in my heart, forgive me, whether it's covert or overt. Forgive me if I need to release and forgive others, because I've been liberated through Jesus' death and resurrection. Then we can talk about true reconciliation, repentance, and ultimately, lasting reformation. Let's take the narrative back. Let's be the church. Let's be the family the world desperately needs and may not even know it. There is a battle for the soul of a generation, the soul of our nation, and the only hope is the heart of the nation, which I believe is the church. We need each other more than ever before. We hope that today's episode ministered to you and that you will continue to keep the cross the central focus of your life. One way that we do that is by attending and serving in a local church. If you don't have a local church and you'd like us to pray with you about that, you can email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. We just might know someone in your city. For more information and to sign up for email updates, go to somebodycares.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.